talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! What's up, guys? Hey, everyone. We are here talking to you guys uh, about problems. Do any of you have problems? Because um, we do. And Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> do you not have problems, Lindsay? <laughs> Got plenty of problems. Yeah, okay. And we're, we're talking to, uh, to those of you who maybe have a problem, particularly that's been around a while. One that is kind of like uh, an old companion of yours. Okay, where maybe you've even focused a lot of energy in trying to solve this, but it's still kind of there and still pretty much the same. We're talking to you guys. And Lindsay, why don't you let them know how we're doing this. All right, so we're talking about problems and how they're just there will always be problems in your life and why that is and why it can also be a good thing. So, yes, the first thing I wanted to hurry quickly to share is like, one quick example, I think when people, you know, we live in France right now and we have some friends who are like, oh, now you're living like the dream life in France and all the things or, oh, you ran away from your problems. <laughs> it's funny to like just listen, but in my head I'm like, no, like we still have problems. They're just, it's just a different flavor, right? Yeah, and when we made this move, I mean, at that point, we were very much sure that it would not solve our problems. Oh, yeah. Like, we weren't running away from anything. We've always loved where we've lived. We've lived in... Pretty much, yeah. I think three different states and then, in, you know, and in France. So we've always yeah. loved where we live, and every place we've lived has pre- presented a different set of problems. Yeah. But I kind of like that. We used to think stuff like that would solve our problems, right? Like I did with, like, once I finished dental school, once I buy into a practice once I once we get a house once we have our third kid or just like all these things like I thought those kind of things would solve my problems at least mm-hmm. you know I had that in my mind for a long time uh-huh. but then by the time we, we moved here has we were all right we already kind of had the we found coaching yeah and we already had this unpleasant realization <laughs> it was unpleasant at the time like what it didn't fix all our problems right yeah and yeah. so when we moved here it was more like we can do it let's do it because we can do it yeah and I think for you like because you had that anxiety and depression that was coming you know kind of coming to a head yeah. and you kind of kept thinking it's there will be better than here there will be better here than yeah. here and that's something that we'll dig into a little bit as we continue so here's the thing with problems a lot of times we go back to our old problems because they feel familiar. And, you know, in some in some spaces, people will say cozy. I think the cozy part is like a surface level thing. I think it's more of just the familiarity because our lower brain is seeking that motivational triad, right? Like it wants us to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and find ease. And by finding ease, I just mean like exerting as little energy as possible. So like in... You know, a long time ago, that might have been like a caveman staying in the cave, only leaving if he or she absolutely had to get some food. And I think the modern day equivalent might be, 
staying in your house, never eating. For me, it was probably Netflix and brownie Sundays, you know? And so that, even though in some ways was painful for me, it was also very familiar. And so in marriage, a lot of couples will come to us and they're kind of just, you know, almost like going through that, the same little series of mini patterns where the husband does one thing, she responds in one way, and it's just like this dance where they go back and forth. And they both... I mean, like almost all the guys that come to me, they have a problem that's been the same problem for years. And they're still just doing that same dance with themselves. But then the way they do it in their marriage can become a thing too. Right. And so it's like you know that you want things to be different, but then I think there's also a part of us, and I think it can be really helpful to draw some awareness to our lower brain that's like, what? It's fine. Like, I think there's a part of us that also seeks the familiarity of not changing things up. Yeah. It takes less energy. My uh, my coach is always reminding me, though, that there's a difference between familiar and comfortable. Yeah. Right? Like with sure. our sort of current or past ways of thinking approaching things mm-hmm. um there's a difference and even if it's familiar it doesn't necessarily mean it's more comfortable and i i like that it's good to distinguish between those two i think yeah so i think the big thing too the first thing i we just want everyone to understand and what and this was something that really helped me i still remember learning this from my coach is that problems are forever And there really is, like, there is never, excuse me, I have a little cold this week. There is never better than what you could have here. Because right now, in this moment, it's like a present moment that you are experiencing. And there's a chance that your life is just a series of present moments stacked onto each other. And so the thinking that you have right now about there being better than here, if you're not cleaning up that thinking then even when you are quote-unquote there, you're still going to be thinking about the next there. Does that make sense? And so for me, when I understand that, um, it really just helps me relax a little and not rush to get to there because what I actually have right now and where my power lies is in this moment right here. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm just thinking of my clients. Like when my husband's looking at porn um, – there's a there we can think about it in so many different ways and we can think about it from this space of like what can i control right now in this moment how can i ground myself and create safety for myself right now because i think it's really normal for like that fight flight response to kick in and start thinking about the future and all these things we can't control and then we kind of like go into that you know, we go into those patterns that we usually don't really necessarily like to be in, even though it does feel familiar. So allowing yourself, finding ways to get present in any moment is a way to help you on your journey to like, just, I guess it's a way for you to feel more confident that you can approach any problem and know that you can feel anything and get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And And I mean, that's the power of thought work too, is like every problem is a thought problem that starts Mm -hmm. at the level of the mind Mm -hmm. right like and that's that's kind of new to me as i uh learned about thought work and started practicing with the tools is that idea you know because 
I, I, the natural way that a lot of us do it is, oh, I feel this way and I need to fix this so I can feel better, right? I need to get this person to change in this way or I need to <clears throat> go say sorry to this person or like we have these ideas of what it takes to like feel better and it can yeah. feel really urgent, especially if you're not comfortable sitting with those feelings, mm-hmm. right? But um, when you start using thought work, mm-hmm. you can, and looking at that, thought level of things then a lot of those problems you thought were problems actually can become a non-issue pretty quick in a really powerful way empowering way um and then the problems that you still want to be problems you at least recognize that you kind of want them to be problems and it's easier to go make something happen about it yeah so another way to think about that is like if you think about what it is that you want and then you ask yourself, what are all the obstacles between me and getting this goal? If you write all of those down, they might just seem like factual things, but that's what Danny's saying is like, those might just be thought problems. Those might just be thoughts that are holding you back from taking action towards your goal because you believe that there's there are factual reasons as to why you don't have what it is mm-hmm. that you want. And so that's the cool thing is if you just write that down, then you can start asking yourself some powerful questions, right? Like, oh, I'll never, you know, I'll never, what would it, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I'll never, you know, become the CEO of this company because that's not how it works in my family. Like, we're not CEOs. We're, what would it be? Just, plumbers. We're plumbers, Right? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. We were just kind of repairing but, a toilet earlier today. That's what popped in my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, that's not who we are, right? Like, that might feel like you, it might feel factual to you. Like, there's no one in my family that's ever been a CEO. So, who am I to become that, right? But just taking the time to become a little bit more aware and asking yourself something like, huh, where did you learn that? Like, why do you believe that? Is there a chance that it isn't true? And is there a chance that just because that is the case, it has nothing to do with what who you can be or what you can create in the future? You know, so taking your obstacles and almost putting them on the witness stand in like a, and not in a judgy way, but just an observational, open, curious way can help you start teasing apart the factual, like what you perceive to be factual and help you see that it could just be these thoughts that you're having that are totally optional yeah yeah and as you learn more about thought work too i like to include that as part of this exercise in the obstacles and strategies that some of the obstacles are ways that you're thinking right now and even write the specific way you are thinking and then the strategy is going to be to think in this different way Mm -hmm. and to build to the point where you can do that more naturally with more ease yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that can be a really helpful way to think about it. And then I think another thing to think about, too, just briefly, is like this idea that, you know, yes, maybe problems are forever. And I remember when I heard that from my coach, I was like, oh, seriously, like what? But here's the thing, too, like when you have new problems, you have new experiences. And that actually might be more about what this life is about than anything. Right. And so, you know, without problems or without pain, we might actually be sociopaths. And I think it's part of our human design and part of our purpose to experience emotional pain. So when we can accept and recognize that that's just part of 
the deal as part of why we're here, then it's like, well, maybe I'll switch it up a little bit. Right? So, yeah. yeah like, I, I really actually enjoy having, you know, we live in France right now. I enjoy having problem like the random little quirky things that like come up here in France you know like forgetting that a lot of banks aren't open on Mondays or forgetting that people close in the afternoons for two hours or all these random French holidays that I don't know about or you know going to a birthday party and not knowing if I'll be there for 20 minutes or four hours like those are all just like different things that come up but I actually think it's kind of fun like to me, it just like keeps it fresh, and it except the birthday one. <laughs> yeah, Danny. I'm leaving after an hour or two. Danny like shuddered when I said that. He's like, oh. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is depends on whose birthday party it is. <laughs> yeah, and the, I mean the thing is, it's like it, there's no right or wrong, right? There are people who live in one place their entire life, and because they prefer that, and they prefer that set of experiences. And within wherever you live, like you can still create new engaging experiences in your life and you can continue to evolve no matter where you are. But yeah. that's just kind of a fun example for us to share. Yeah, even so. if you live the same place all the time, you can solve your current problem and find new problems. Yeah. So how do you do that, Lens? How do you, that's like the plan. <laughs> how do you actually get new problems instead of the old? Such a good question. So I think the first thing is becoming aware of your problem we've kind of touched around all of this but just if we were to put it in order yeah awareness okay what's the problem yeah and then asking yourself questions about this problem why is this a problem okay mm -hmm. and when you ask yourself questions about it i think it can be really helpful to write it down mm -hmm. because amen <laughs> <laughs> because then when you write it down you can see more clearly why it actually is a problem and it can sometimes help you see that it might not actually be a problem okay so when you're asking yourself why it's a problem I think the next step is to see if it's something within your control or not within your control okay because okay. a lot of times when we think our problems are outside of our control or I think it would it'd be better to say recognize what's within your control because a lot of times especially with my women, we feel like our husband's porn use is outside of our control, mm -hmm. but it's not a problem until we have a thought about it. And you might be like, what are you talking about? His porn use is always a problem, but your pain doesn't exist until you have a thought first about it, right? A little thought like, oh, I wonder what he's doing while I'm at work. Oh, I wonder I've been out of town for three weeks. What am I going to come home to? Um, oh, he just went to the bathroom, like all of those things, um, there is usually not pain or we usually don't like decide there's a problem until we have a thought first. So the idea is like when you have a thought first and you can see the emotion that comes, then you can decide what you're wanting to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from there, so awareness ask yourself if it's a problem, decide what's within the realm of your control, and then um, decide how you can take care of yourself. Now, if it doesn't feel like it's something you can control, decide how you can turn inward and focus on you regardless of what someone else is doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. And I mean, easier said than done, right? For sure, But yeah. then it also might be easier than you're thinking it is at the same time. And writing it down, is a huge help 
and getting it out in front of you, out of your brain, where you can really observe it with this bird's eye view, mm-hmm. um, where it feels just a little less threatening and a little more doable. Um, so really writing it down, I mean, that's been one of the most impactful things in my work with my own brain over the last few years is just writing this type of stuff down and like kind of looking at it, reviewing it with uh, these coaching tools that mm-hmm. are so powerful. Yeah, for sure. And I think it can be just really impactful to like recognize like I, you know, I don't have to evolve and sometimes we don't want to evolve or we don't want to set goals or we don't want to figure stuff out because we're afraid of failure or afraid that we don't, that we don't have what it takes or that we, you know, I think as women too, we don't think we really could get to a place where we're just okay. But the thing is like, what if you could, Yeah. right? And so there's a, usually like some sort of fear or lack of belief holding you back. But here's the thing. Do you never want to figure it out so that you quote unquote never have to fail? Or do you want to decide to see what you can do and feel perhaps more alive and engaged in your life than ever? I like that. Yeah, I like that. How many times do we hold back from going for that life we want just because we want to avoid failing, right? Um, I was going to say, too, something that's so important with this type of stuff is making sure you're not just going straight into judgment mode Mm -hmm. with yourself, right? Because that's kind of a lot of our default with this kind of thing where we start out and when you can shift from judgment to curiosity um it becomes so much more powerful uh because then it's almost like you're a scientist of your own brain and your own problems right and and you can actually actually rather than like resisting the whole process and thinking something's gone wrong with you or that something's gone wrong with all of this Rather than do that and kind of muddle things with that, you can shift into curiosity mm-hmm. and kind of observe what is going on in your brain and why that might be and just kind of try to ask yourself some questions of why that is, like Lindsay was saying. But but when you do it, do it from a place of compassion and curiosity rather than the judgment and stone throwing, and uh, you'll, it'll take you so much further. I, I yeah. think the, I mean, that's one of the, number one hangups that I've experienced with me and that I see my clients go through too is that judgment toward themselves and it really does nothing but assist you in hanging on to your current problem for sure (laughs) yeah self-judgment does not create space for you to evolve in the way that you want to so finding a way to accept all parts of you the parts that did the things the part that didn't do the things all of it is the way for you to create some space to like act to honestly be creative yeah in coming up with solutions yeah so that really is key and i think you know if you're having a hard time doing this for yourself just ask yourself like how would i treat my best friend mm-hmm. going through this or you know like a child that i just adored like yeah. maybe a child just maybe they like took some tic tacs from the grocery store or something because they didn't actually know or maybe they did know and they wanted them anyway it's like how can you love them through that and be curious? And yeah, of course there are consequences, but like it doesn't mean that learning can't happen throughout all of it. Yeah, love it. So tell us what are some examples of some of those new problems. Like you, you're, you're talking about how getting new problems can be a great thing, <laughs> right? But 
what are some examples? Tell, show us the way. Like, what do you see with clients? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, tell it's us. so fun. So fun because it's, a, it's very common <clears throat> for my clients to come to me and they're a little bit, like, tethered in their husband's actions, their husband's behavior, the things their husbands are doing. And, you know, like, I totally get it. First of all, I've been there. Second of all, I think we've been socialized to be that way and to think that it is about us and that it should be about us and that maybe we have done something wrong or maybe we aren't good enough. And so in the beginning, I would say the first chunk of working with any woman, um, you know, it obviously depends on the woman. That's what we do is we work on untethering our self-concept, our self-belief, our self-happiness, like all of that, untethering that from our husband. And it's not in a dispassionate or callous way. It's actually in a really empowering, loving way for ourselves and for him. Okay. And the cool thing is, is when we can stop obsessing over everything he's doing or not doing in our marriage, then we can start thinking about the things we want in our lives. Right. Yeah. So what are the, some of those things that yeah. you see? So some of the things that we see that I see is like, oh, I've always wanted to lose this last 20 pounds. Never figured that out. Or oh, I've always wanted to grow this business. I have this high side hustle. It's just been here. I've always wanted to like, you know, hike this, go on this big hike or prepare for these big like worldwide hikes with my friends. And I've just never felt like I could go. Um, it could have to do more with your kids. It's so fun because I think all of you women have these really unique gifts that you can offer the world. And when you're able to get to a place where you love yourself enough to see that wor- that importance in you doing something that you love just for the sake of that, then you're able to like do the things that you love. And it looks so different for everybody, but it's really fun for me as a coach to see yeah. what that is. I was going to say, it's, it is so fun for us as mm-hmm. the coaches to, yeah, to see this process where suddenly the client, is they're just like okay, so now I want to focus on this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, why aren't you focused so much on the other thing? Well, I feel like I've got kind of a good handle on that. Now I want to focus on that. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. It's That's one of my favorite things to see. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's use these coaching tools that apply to this new problem too. Mm-hmm. And let's do it because nothing's off the table here. Yeah, it's so fun. For me, I got back into road biking, which has been really, really fun. I kind of stopped doing that about a year. I broke my toe, I would say like about a year after your stuff came to a head. Um, and then I just kind of like found reasons didn't to stop. And I break my toe that year too. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we, we probably both, broke both our did. Toe that year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I kind of just stopped. And then as I, you know, as I've cleaned up my thinking around all these things, I've just like been jumping back into old hobbies and reminding myself of the things that I love and reminding myself that I can support and be totally present and engaged with my kids and do stuff that I love too because I'm worth it yeah yeah that's awesome all right anything else you want to offer before we jump off today I think we're good all right so new problems helps you feel more alive and remember that there is never better than here so what can you do to like enjoy that here or be as present in the here yeah, because if you think about it, you have access right now to all the most amazing thoughts and feelings that you'll have access to later. So all those amazing feelings you think mm-hmm. are going to come from changing whatever circumstances, like you actually have access to them all right now. 
it's yeah. kind of crazy to think about. Um, yeah. But it's also something we can use to our advantage to just shape our lives in the way we want. So good. And it doesn't mean that here is always supposed to be positive, right? There's supposed yeah. to be a blend of negative and positive. Yeah. But being able to feel that negative helps you feel the positive too. Absolutely. So go get yourself some new problems. That's the invitation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it starts by later. working on the current problems. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey. Thank you.